It's a beautiful morning, a little chilly this morning, but uh, it's going to be a nice day. Um, today is the first day of Lent, or the first Sunday of Lent, as we celebrate um, 40 days, 40 days before a risen Savior. We celebrate Jesus as he's in the wilderness being tempted. We celebrate that he is God. He is God and he's our Savior. Sometimes things get tough. Have you ever experienced tough times? Sometimes things we don't understand. This morning, um, I was listening to a song on the way by Ann Wilson, and I can't recall the name of it, and I can't recall ex- the exact words, but it basically quotes that, you know, the God in the valley is the God on, of the mountaintop. The God we worship when things are going perfect is still in control when things look like they're in despair. Sometimes as humans, most of the times as humans, we don't see the complete picture. When we think about the sacrifice that Jesus made for us, I'm so thankful that he did. I'm so thankful that even though I don't deserve it, he gives me his grace and his mercy and the Holy Spirit sustains me. Again, we've got a lot to celebrate. A lot to celebrate. But, you know, I don't watch the news a whole lot I think I told you a few years ago I quit. I used to be a news junkie. And now I occasionally watch it. If something's going on that I need to see. Because you know what? That If you look at the news being reported, there's not a whole lot of good news in the world. Sometimes we get caught up with the things that are going on that we can't control. And we miss the blessings that are right in front of us. We see the evil in the world that we can't control. And we miss the grace and the healing power of a risen Savior that we serve. This morning as we focus on sacrifice, as we focus on remembrance, as we prepare our hearts for the Easter season. I want us to look for God in places. I want us to turn the noise off. Turn the noise off around us. And notice God in everything that we do. This morning's scripture comes from 1 Corinthians 11, 23 to 26.
For I received from the Lord what I also passed on to you. The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after the supper, he took the cup, saying, This is the cup of the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. And this is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for, for all your many blessings. Lord, thank you for sending us a perfect Savior. Lord, I pray this morning that as we focus on the scripture, Lord, your words flow through me. And everyone here receives your message. In Jesus' name, amen. This morning, I do have notes. I've got a contact issue right now that I don't know if I'm going to be able to see my notes. And if I don't, it's okay. I really prepared pretty decent for today. And I usually use notes for one purpose, and that's for you. Because they kind of tell me when it's time to stop. Charlie. Okay, so I'm going to use them the best I can. But this sermon has actually changed a few times this week. Usually I prepare a sermon and I study it through the week. And, but this one has actually changed a lot because there's so many things in the scripture that are important to us as we enter the Lenten season. As we prepare our hearts, as we look inside of us to see how we can serve our Lord better. Basically, that's what Lent is. Some people give things up for Lent. I like chocolate. It's not good for me, though. I like fruit, too, but I like chocolate better. In my world, if it were up to me, chocolate would be a vegetable. It's not. So if I tell you I give chocolate up for Lent, does that really a sacrifice for me? It's not good for me anyway. I should give it up anyway. But what I really want us to do these next 40 days is examine not just things that we need to get out of our life, to more closely follow a Savior, but sometimes it requires taking things on. Sometimes it requires looking inside of your heart and you examine yourself and see how you can serve the Lord better. God may be calling you, probably is calling you right now to do something you've never done before. While giving things up that are bad for us is good, Examining ourselves and, and, and discerning what God's calling you to do is even greater. We're all called to do something. And this morning, again, as we look and focus on the Lord's Supper, the, the institution of communion, it's one of two sacraments in the United Methodist Church, baptism and communion. It's important. It's important. It's not just a ritual we do. 
You see, it's a commandment we follow. It's a mandate that Jesus set forth when he served his disciples on the night that he gave himself up for us. After he washed their feet, he served a meal. So this communion service, this communion sacrament is more than something we do on the first Sunday of each month and certain other times a year. It's important to our spiritual growth because we're called to take these sacraments spiritually serious. In the scripture, Paul recounts to the Corinthian church how important this sacrament is. And he recounts how the Lord Jesus Christ served his disciples. You see, Paul, under the guidance of the Holy Spirit, emphasized the sacred nature of this practice. You see, this is a tangible way that we can express and receive spiritual growth. It's something we do together. It's a communal experience that we, as a church, partake in. It's important. Again, we examine ourselves. And Paul in the scripture urges believers to examine themselves before partaking in this sacrament. We're called to look inside of ourselves. We live in a world where we want to look outside. We want to look outside and we want to see everybody else's faults. We want to see everything that's wrong with things outside of us. Things that we probably can't even control. But we look at those things as being worse than what we are. So it makes us feel better. You see, that's not what the scripture says to do. I can't examine your heart. I can read the Bible. I can tell you what the Bible says. I can give you testimony. But your heart is between you and God. My heart is between me and God. The only person's sin, the only person's heart I can examine is mine. This morning, as we receive communion, communion and as we enter these 40 sacred days, I pray that we look inside. Forget what's going on outside. And look at ourselves. In order to do this, Reading scripture, praying, meditating, fasting is so important. When Jesus was tempted, he relied on scripture. He relied on speaking to our Heavenly Father. And he relied on love. You see, when we examine our hearts, 
This examination is more important than any theological test or biblical test you will ever take. I'm in the middle of taking a class right now. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of this class. I've got three or four more weeks. And I am at the point where I'm ready for a thing. I've got other things going on. But when I'm called and I'm before my Lord, He's not going to ask me what grade I made in this theological class. He's going to look at my heart. He's going to see how I loved people. He's going to see how I treated people that were not like me. He was going to, he's going to see how I treated people who could do nothing for me. He's going to see how I put my trust and my faith in a risen Savior, not in my own strength. That's what God's going to look at for me. You see, that's what He's going to look at for you too. Being a Christian is, even though Scripture is the most important foundation, and we need to know Scripture... How many scriptures we can quote does not define what kind of Christian we are. What's in our heart. How we love people. Those are the things that make us who we are. This morning when we receive this holy sacrament... I want you to concentrate as I read the liturgy of the different parts of this sacrament. You see, the first part that I'm going to read is an invitation. I'm going to read an invitation that's not from me. You see, this is not my table. This is not Chestnut Hill United Methodist Church's table. This table belongs to Jesus. The invitation comes from Him. The invitation comes on Jesus' behalf, not mine. And it's for all who love Him, who earnestly repent of their sin, and seek to live in peace with one another. That's the invitation. The next part of our liturgy that I'm going to read is a confession and pardon. You see, during the confession and pardon part of the service, we prepare ourselves and offer a sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving. We repent of our sins. We examine our hearts. Before we partake, we examine our hearts. We confess our shortcomings before God. There's a line in this confession and pardon. After we've done that, the pastor says, in the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. And in turn, the congregation says back to the pastor, in the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. You see, our forgiveness, our grace... Mercy does not come from the pastor. It does not come from the church. Both are really needed. Congregations needed. But you see, our forgiveness comes only from God. 
Our forgiveness comes only for our sins. I can do a lot of things for you. I'm here to support you. I'm here to serve you. But I can't forgive your sins. Only God can do that. And for God to do that, you've got to get really honest with yourself and with Him. To receive His grace, His mercy. We and He examine our hearts. And those things we give to Him. Once we've... uh, done those things, we receive the Holy Sacrament. And we remember that the bread is the body of Christ given for you. Given for you. Again, if you want to know who God sent His Son for, if you want to know who Jesus died and sacrificed for, go look in the mirror. It's you. It's me. He did it for us collectively, but He did it for you individually. He loves you that much. And then, the cup is the blood of Christ given for you. You see, Jesus Christ shed His blood willingly on the cross. And He did it Again, for the person you look at when you're looking at the mirror. The same person's sin that you ask forgiveness for. That you have no power on your own to forgive yourself these sins. The same person that Jesus died for is the same people who sin against him. As we examine our hearts, it's important to look and lift those shortcomings up to him and ask for forgiveness to ask for forgiveness to repent to repent means that we ask to be forgiven we turn our back on the sin and we start walking back towards Christ that's what it truly means to repent after we receive After we receive this holy sacrament, we have prayer. We have another prayer. You see, I want, after this morning, when we receive communion, and each day we receive communion going forward, I want you to think about these things. I want you to think about the different parts of this liturgy and how they truly each have meaning. How they truly each represent The saving grace of Jesus Christ. How they each step represents how much God loves you. And this morning, if you're here and you don't have that relationship with God, I pray that you receive His grace. That you ask Him to come in your heart. You see, there's only one place we can look. For forgiveness. And you won't find it on any news station. I don't care how many channels you've got on your TV. But you'll find it when you're on your knees. If 
If you don't have a church home and you want to make this your church home, we'd love to receive you here. One of the biggest blessings of my life was the day I walked through those doors. I didn't know where I was coming. I knew where I was coming. I'd actually been here before. I knew some folks in this area, but until I experienced walking through those doors and being loved by this congregation, I really didn't know what I was in store for. I thank God every day that as a United Methodist pastor, yeah, we're called, but we're sent. And I thank God that I was sent here. Let me pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for, for all that you do in our lives, Lord. Thank you for this wonderful church, our community. Lord, most of all, thank you for sending us Jesus. Lord, thank you for, for loving us so much that you sent a perfect Savior because we can't be perfect. Lord, I pray that as we receive these sacraments, Lord, we think of that sacrifice he made. Lord, we think of the new covenant, Lord, that, that, that saves us. Lord, again, just thank you so much for, for loving us so much that we can't even imagine. In Jesus' name, amen.